Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to Island B Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a rookie who's making waves in the industry to see how they're succeeding in today's ultra-competitive market. Today on the show, Brandon Finn. He's based out of Windsor, Ontario. He's been licensed since June 1st, 2021. So as of today's recording, 176 days. I love Brandon's just, he's just down to earth, sincere kind of guy. In that time, Brandon has funded 2.1 million closed and another 3 million in his pipeline set to fund in the next 60 days. His goal was to hit 7 million in the next 12 months, which he's well ahead of in terms of how things are looking right now. And Brandon is one of the last newbies that we let in our academy. So he came into our academy before we switched over to a much more robust and effective program, which I'll talk more about at the end of this episode. A couple of takeaways from my conversation with Brandon. First, he shares how he lost a file for a really good friend. So it was a really good friend and he lost it. And he's like, oh my gosh, it was really kind of devastating. But what he learned from that and how he'd handle it differently. Also, Brandon, 90% of his business is coming from real estate agents right now. And he's got three really good agents and he wanted to get more. So at the end of this episode, I actually do a little mini coaching session with Brandon, give him two pieces of advice to get more realtors. You're going to love this advice and hopefully you go follow it. I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. So Finmo, and actually Brandon uses Finmo. It's one of the tools that he was talking about. So Finmo is a mortgage application document collection submission platform made for Canadian mortgage brokers. It's got some fantastic built-in features, lender spotlight, smart docs, smart submission notes. It's just very, very easy. We use it at our brokerage as well. Brandon talks about it in this episode. Hey, we'll just jump into this episode. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's been awesome to get to know you over the past while. So tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. So my name is Brandon Finn. I'm a mortgage agent with Mortgage Alliance. I'm from Windsor, Ontario. I'm married. I have two kids, a six-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl. Some of my hobbies, I love weight training, cycling, and playing sports. I'm also an avid investor. Got into real estate investing when I bought my first home. It was a student rental, and I rented up the upstairs rooms. And me and my wife lived downstairs. So we got married when I was finishing up my master's and she was finishing up her teacher's college. So that was kind of how we uh, made ends meet and survive. So that's how I got into it. What do you have a master's in? Master's in human kinetics. So it's like motion movement? Yeah. So specifically, I focused on sports management. That was yeah. my, my niche. So there. how does that help you in the mortgage business? You know what? A lot of it was focused on leadership and mm. And that, so I think that all those skills translate perfectly. Yeah. So I did the program because that's what I enjoyed and that's what I'm I'm into. And then when I kind of went into the working world, I kind of lost that for a while. And now that I'm into the mortgage agent business, now I'm liking what I'm doing again. So it's been really nice to kind of get that back. What prompted you to go from that, like a total, you know, pivot into this? I'm curious. And when did that happen? So like I had a successful salaried career, I would say like pretty good jobs, but I also, like I was mentioning, got into the real estate investing and in that kind of circle, we had a broker present at one of our meetups. I'm a part of a Wind City Investors Club mm-hmm. and the broker was talking about, you know, private lending. So I asked her more about it. I got into private lending with this broker and I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed our conversations that we're having. And she kind of mentioned, you know, you should really become a mortgage agent. And the idea at the time kind of scared me because, you know, it's business for self and it's not necessarily stable. So I kind of tabled it for a while. And then uh, basically the company that I was working with 
at the time, this was, I guess, a couple of years later, they went through a huge merger acquisition. So I found myself on the other end of that acquisition. And so I was starting to look at jobs and different salary positions. And when I was applying for them, you know, my wife kind of said, you know, you've always wanted to do the mortgage agent business. Why don't you give it a shot? So I think I needed that support and that nudge to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I just went all in. I just registered for the course, completed in four weeks. And my sole focus has just been on the mortgage agent business from there. Right. Okay. So when did you get licensed? How long ago? So right at the end of May. So basically June, 2021 would have been my start. The month of June, July, August, September, October. So five months. Yes. For some reason, it seems actually longer than that, but yeah. So dude, it's a steep learning curve, but you're jumping in both feet. Okay. So you obviously started full-time then you didn't go part-time or anything. Correct. Okay. And was there any point that you kind of questioned, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? Like, this is not what I expected. Or was it like all roses and wonderful from the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I definitely questioned it at once. So I had a file that was a good friend of mine and they actually rate shot me. And I wasn't expecting at the time. I thought that I could count on this deal and especially any income at that point was really crucial. So that, <laughs> that kind of devastated me a little bit. And I, you know, I even used my, uh, we'll call it like super broker powers to like beat that rate. And they still ended up going with their bank at mm-hmm. the time. So, you know, that really kind of stung at the time and it was difficult for me. So then I started questioning myself, well, if I can't get my really good friend to come with me, how am I going to convince others to to do that? So I think with, you know, just listening to my team lead, some of your teachings and also the broker books I was reading, you know, it was really saying, you know, don't focus on the rate, focus on service. And you shouldn't really be trying to compete with rate. You got to compete with service. So that's kind of a lesson that I took away from it. And from that experience, I'm like, okay, you know what, that's what I need to focus on. So, you know, if I had to go through that situation again, I would have really focused on the service and said, okay, what are your goals in the future? Cause I know that he, you know, wanted to get into real estate investing. So I would have, you know, said, okay, this is what we need to do for the refi. And this is what the we need to do a different product mix because based on your goals, maybe this is a better product, right? Yeah. Like, I would have never yeah. talked about rate or focused on that and just focused on the service aspect. And right. it would have went one or two ways. It would have been like, okay, here, sign here and here and, and let's do it. Or it would have been still talking about the rate. But if that happened to me now, I would just been like, you know what? I don't think we're a good fit. If the conversation kept going to the rate. To that, yeah. So a perfect example at Dion Begg, who he's with Butler Mortgage, but he's in Butler Mortgage on the investment side. So, Butler Mortgage, as you know, they will work for like food stamps. No offense, Ron, if you ever listen to these shows, but they basically work for like nothing, right? And so Dion is at the same company, same email address, and he just does investment clients. He'll quote them a rate and they'll go to the website and say, Dion, that's not what you quoted me. And so you'd think, you're like, he's pretty screwed. He's like, no, no, because we're giving you a sophisticated mortgage product because we have a strategy in mind. Remember I showed you how we're going to do X, Y, and Z? They go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Kills the rate problem. It's not about rate, it's about solution. Are you showing them a vision? And so it sounds like, the coin drop for you is that you realize now by show them a vision of where we're going, rate is not important in the long term if somebody has a bigger plan, a bigger vision. Yeah, 100%. And at least I was good enough at my customer service that they ended up referring a friend family to me. And that was actually a closed deal. So I'm thankful for that. It all works out. And you learn. it's all learning, man. Like that's always, I always find these are interesting 
you can't learn some of these lessons until you feel the sting of them. And then it's like, oh, now it's your lesson. Otherwise, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. I always say there's two distinct skills, sales and underwriting, which has been harder for you to learn. Underwriting is definitely the harder one for me. There's just so many lender products out there that it's tough to be able to, like even subtle differences can make one lender better than another for a client. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of giving you an example I've had recently. So I had a client that I thought was B-side client. And that's kind of another story of why, you know, I I try not to get somebody on the B-side to the A-side if it's clearly a B-deal. So the ratios were out of line. The GDS was 43. And I thought, okay, it's definitely a B-deal. So I actually have a client care specialist or an assistant that was looking over the file, collecting the documents and said, hey, have you thought about sending this to the A-side? And I said, well, no, I haven't just because the ratios are out of line. But, uh, you know, I'd be happy to if there's a lender that would look at it. So she suggested a certain lender to me. And so we have that deal in the A-side right now. And she said, you know, sometimes they do make GDS exceptions, even at that, you know, 43 where it was. Mm-hmm. So I think without, you know, her knowledge and experience, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. So I think it'll come, but I mean, I'll talk to multiple BDMs in the same company. If I have a file and they'll both even tell me a different way to send the file in. So right. it's, it gets that crazy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's so much more complex than when I started, you know, 15 years ago, it was so much easier. It's so complex now. This is why you got to have good mentoring and good like support on the back end, right? It's really important. Okay. So tell me about your business right now. How has business gone for you? What have you funded so far? What does your pipeline look like? So business is going good. So I have 2.1 million funded so far. I have 3 million that will be funded in the next two months. And my goal was to hit 7 million. Just when I was interviewing brokerages, there was three separate ones that told me, you know, I asked them what's a rock star number and they said 7 million. So that kind of was my goal. And, you know, I'll hit that by year's end, especially on this. By the time you hit back to June. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a foregone. Where's your business coming from? So right now it's 90 to 95% is realtor referrals. Yeah. Different than when I first started and before, you know, taking your program, I'd say it was more friends and family were 50% and then realtor referrals were the other 50. Right. And so for you, what was your biggest kind of takeaway from the coaching and stuff that we've done with you? Definitely focusing on realtors as referral sources is I would say the number one takeaway. And, you know, before I entered the program, I tried, you know, some Facebook marketing and some Google ads and what I ended up getting from that was 95% was rate shoppers. And then the 5% that there was interest there, they weren't even really B deals. They were some other C-R-D. alternative lending. Yeah, yeah. And I wasted a lot of time and effort that really went nowhere. Now with the real estate agents that I'm working with, like we're good friends. We work on deals so closely together. It's really enjoyable. You know, I think every realtor needs a good broker to work with because I've had deals where it's come down to the property taxes that are paid on the file if it works or not. So without having that quick communication, you know, and that back and forth, the client's not going to have a good experience and the realtor is not going to have a good experience either. So it's really a good cohesive relationship to work with. So Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. It's really good. That's awesome, man. Well, congrats on your success. I mean, yeah, 7 million is a great number in your first year from a cold start. What's your wife think of all this, what you're doing? Like, you know, she's the one who kind of pushed you back into this and said, hey, don't forget, you said you were interested in this. What has she thought of so far? Yeah, I think she likes it. I mean, 
What's nice for me now that I've never had the opportunity to do before is I'm able to put the kids on the bus now. I can take my daughter to daycare. I see the kids when they get off the bus mm-hmm. and, and I'm home for dinner. I can even make dinners now. Mm-hmm. So that flexibility just in itself has been awesome. And I know she really enjoys that. I think we both see the back and forth of the mortgage business because I'll talk to her about, you know, oh, this is great. I have, you know, these five leads or whatever that are coming in. So, you know, some of them work and some of them don't. So we kind of see the ebbs and flows. She gets to see the emotional roller coaster that you're on. Like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh, what's going on? It's a hundred percent like that. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent emotional roller coaster. Because one day you feel like I'm pretty great. Next day is like, how could this happen? Um, yes. Okay, yeah, cool. So sure. I'll ask some rapid fire questions. You can answer shorter answers if you like. So what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? Uh, what you can't find about me from Google is I like to live an active lifestyle. I like weightlifting and cycling. I got myself a rogue home gym. So I don't know if you know the rogue fitness equipment there, but is that the stuff that folds up against the wall? They supply like the CrossFit games. They're mm, just basically yeah. they make high quality fitness equipment. So I have that in my gym. And then we recently bought a Peloton bike a few months back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so kind of have the whole thing. no now. reason not to be in wicked shape. I've got a, one of these gyms that you can, it's like, it's going to be a small space. It just folds everything, the squat rack, the bench all folds against the wall. Okay. That's pretty good. Although I've mostly been doing Muay Thai lately, but it's great. So you're into CrossFit. So I just like the weightlifting part of it. Not so much the cross, like I definitely respect the CrossFit athletes, but I've never been into the box gyms or the CrossFit gyms or anything like that. I just. Okay. Have you ever done Cindy, the workout? No, I haven't. Okay. So this is five chin-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats, as many reps as possible in 20 minutes. So as many sets as you can, right? Okay. So this, I do this one every week. I love it. It's a great, so give it a try. Let me know. You probably crush me, but uh, it's a good workout because it's just like keeps your heart rate up and. It's a fun one. You just need a chin up bar, basically. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll have to check that one out. It sounds pretty intense for. 20 I think minutes. the record is thirty-eight sets in twenty minutes, which is like it's almost two sets a minute. When you try it, like I'm like forty-five seconds to do a set, and yeah. then it starts to get slower as I go. But that's, that's a cool. Insane. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got on a tangent. What's a movie everybody should watch at least once? One movie that everyone should watch at least once. I don't know if you're ready for this one. I'm gonna say the movie Trolls, and if you have kids. That has been the single best surprise movie I've ever put on for my kids. So I only pretty much get to watch kids movies. So I remember uh, that stage. Yeah. So I put it on for my kids thinking, you know, that it would keep them distracted a little bit. They haven't seen it before. And I was thinking I wasn't going to like it because it was going to be all sunshine and rainbows. But the whole movie is actually kind of a satire on that whole theme. And it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Like me and my wife, I think, enjoyed it more than the kids did. Right. So, I found that mega mimes like that for me. I love mega. Yes. I probably watched it like 12 times, maybe more. I watched it like a little while ago. Again, I just love that movie. That uh, one's really good too. I literally know almost every line of that movie and throw my kids nuts. Okay. What's one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without? One tool or piece of tech. I'd probably give the combo to Finmo and Lender Spotlight. Finmo, I mean, if you set it up right, it'll do a lot of the work up front for you. You can find the leader, the client, and then you have them fill out your application online so it can collect the documents for you so that when you go to open the file or look at the app you could have most of the items there for you to kind of you know the bones of the dealer there for you to review right yeah it's a fantastic tool we use it too what's the best advice that you received as a new mortgage broker the best advice i've received as a mortgage broker is honestly writing down your goals every day i learned that probably in like the first class of your cohorts program and I've done it every day since, and it helps put everything in perspective. Like I have 
a tough time, I guess, concentrating or focusing. And it's like hitting the reset button every day. I go yeah. and I say, okay, here's my goals. And then if there's anything that comes across that I say, you know, you ask yourself the question, is this helping me achieve these goals? If it's not, I just don't do it or, right. or I get rid of it. And then I just focus on my goals and it's helped provide clarity. And I'm on my way to achieving the goals that I wrote down in the beginning of the class. And I find it really, really powerful. It, yeah, it's, it's a great, great. Like for, if you have any focus issues like me and as you, it's like, where am I going? All right. Okay. So every day you get up and check your GPS. Otherwise, who knows where I'll end up? Like I'll end up, I've owned a lemonade stand somewhere because it's like, oh, this looks interesting. You know, so, yeah, so. It, the guidance is just, and the power is, is incredible. And I remember I heard it before in some of Grant Cardone's, some of his books and teachings. And I think when you guys said it, it really just reinforced that point. And yeah, I've been doing it every day before I look at any emails or text messages or anything, I write down the goals first. And then that helps me really just put me in the right, even mindset to start the day. And then it's just go from there. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. So at the beginning we were chatting, I was saying, Hey, so what's something you want to fix or improve right now? And you said you want more realtors. So tell me about that. You have how many realtors right now that you're like dialed in that's sending you lots of business? That you there's, like? there's three that are constantly sending me referrals three that are like that. They obviously trust you, right? There's a high level of trust there because they wouldn't keep sending you all their business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we so were handing on their deals. They're, they're handing every file. So what I would do is I'd go to them and say, hey, Bob, you know, man, I've really been enjoying working with you these last several months. Question for you, when you go on vacation again, I don't know when that's going to happen, who would you get to cover your listings for you? Because every realtor has somebody that covers for them, right? And so that's an easy way to get introductions. And then Two questions from that is, hey, would you mind introducing me? Because I don't know if you trust them, I'd love to meet them. Would you mind introducing me? If they say, nah, nah, because some realtors are funny. They're like, no, no, you're my guy, man. I can't share you. You know, but you say, hey, do you mind if when I reach out to them, can I mention that we work together? Yes. Either way, it's a layup. The second way you can do it is you're in Windsor, right? Yes. Where's the next community that's outside of their reach of where they actually sell real estate, but people move to? I would say probably Chatham be the next question. Hey, so question for you. Do you have a realtor in Chatham? that you refer your clients to. Hey man, I really like working with you, same deal. You just piggybacked. Realtors work in a, usually a geographical area. And so now you can get to the realtors that are outside because like there's people in Kelowna that are from Calgary. There's a lot of people that move from Calgary to Kelowna. And so there's realtors in Calgary that have friends here in Kelowna. So it can work both ways. Or a bank, they can move from the lower mainland. And so get your foot in another market by using that existing relationship. It's funny that you say that. And this might be good for maybe other agents too. But if you can get in like, I was lucky because I was already in an investment club before, like our Windsor yeah. Investment Club. And one of the realtors that I work with is from that club as well. So they get a lot of people that are looking to invest in Windsor because it's kind of a lower barrier area. Yeah, to prices are lower. Yeah, so they'll send me their clients because they say, you know, before I even work with you, I got to vet you through Brandon and make sure that you can qualify. So I'll qualify that client. And sometimes they don't necessarily buy in Windsor, but I've had it, you know, somebody end up buying in Kitchener and in Ottawa. So it's nice if you're at least the mortgage agent in those files, because if you, you can do them anywhere, people, you can do them anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. The realtor typically is, you know, they're not going to be a buyer agent on a property in where they got to drive an hour and a half. Not usually like it's going to be a hassle. Sure. So, so that two ways you can take those three realtors. If they all have some, so that's, you could go from three to six, you probably go to three to six to nine, just doing that. And it's an easy transition because there's trust, you know, and if they put a word in for you, you're set. And then you know what you're doing. You know how to like run a good process. So now you're like, you're golden that way too. So hopefully that's that for sure. That's some great advice. Thank you. All right, man. Well, hey, where can people find you online? If they're looking for you. 
So you can find me online at my Facebook page. It's Ben to Win. That's kind of my Facebook page online. I also have some YouTube videos too, kind of some personal finance at Ben to Win is my YouTube channel. They can find me on either or. Check it out, man. Well, hey, dude, I'm excited. When you hit that 7 million, make sure you message me, hit me up and say, hey, did it. You know, I'd love to see, maybe you get to 10, who knows? Maybe you'll like blow past it. I'll message you for sure. I've got my lofty goals for next year as well. So we'll that's see. awesome, brother. Okay, man. Well, hey, good chat with you, Brandon. All right, you as well. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks for having me on. All right, thanks for again for checking out that episode with Brandon. So as I mentioned at the top of this episode, Brandon was one of the last newbies that we brought into our training academy. And you're like, why don't you do that anymore, Scott? Well, the truth is, is that Brandon is one of the few people that doing just the sales training has obviously been effective for him. And so what we discovered is that for every one Brandon, there were four other people that needed way more training and support than we gave through the academy. And so we created a brokerage called Island Mortgage Pros. And we've got a 100-day challenge. We teach you all this stuff. Those couple little tips that I gave Brandon at the end, we're doing that kind of stuff all the time. That's just like the tip of the iceberg in terms of the training that we have. We have this 100-day challenge where when a new agent comes on, the whole idea is that we give them a plan day by day exactly what to do. You know, get up, here's your task, here's your training. And the idea is to build a referral-based business. We'll teach you how to do what Brandon did and take it to another level. So check out get10funded.com, get the number 10funded.com. Thanks again for checking this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.